Welcome to another edition of Boomers with Beverages, and this time we are fully clothed. <laughs> it's always good to have you along for yet another fresh edition of Boomers with Beverages taking the wraps off of this particular show, one that we are extremely happy to be providing you because we got a special guest coming up in a few minutes that we you're going to have a lot of fun with. It's going to be good. Mr. Davis, good to uh, hear you because you are uh, enjoying a little bit of vacay. So welcome to the show. Yes, that's right. Dan Davis is on assignment this week. On assignment. That's really good. But you're, you, are in a, you are in a beautiful part of the country. We've talked about this before. Oh, uh, a lot of people think they the got to go out. The most beautiful part of the country. A lot of people yeah. think they have to go out west or they got to go. It's like, no, no, no. Just, I mean, of course, Indiana's got some pretty stuff too, but Michigan. Yeah. Such Michigan. beautiful yeah. state. It's absolutely, absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Artie Widger, yeah. good to see you. Welcome good back. Good to see you. Thanks for having yeah, me. I'm glad to, to be you. back. Yeah. It's a, It's been a rough uh, six, five, five, six days. Really yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah. We were a little worried about you, but it's good to see it's you. okay. Yeah, no, uh, no medication. Glad you're here. here. No. Yeah, he's good. He's still doing fine. Pete, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. A uh, little bit of a hangover, a little tennis hangover. Uh, yeah. Wimbledon ended mm. yesterday. The Wimbledon. gentleman. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Mm. Wimbledon. Uh, See, I get you. it wrong, too. I always say Wimbledon. Yeah. Can we, yeah, somebody get another drink. Yeah. And uh, the gen- <laughs> the gentleman's finals, uh, Novak Djokovic won his 21st Grand Slam, puts him one ahead of Roger Federer, one behind Rafa Nadal, and he beat the uh, the current tennis bad boy, Nick Kyrgios, from Australia. Huh? And, what? Yeah. What? Uh, so, oh, yeah, Mrs. Kyrgios' little boy, Nick. Yeah, yeah. well, right. let me tell you, Nick is so bad, he would yeah. make John McEnroe seem like a choir boy. He was going to be a tennis player or a mobster, <laughs> so he just chose tennis. <laughs> Good there's, line, man. Good there's, line. There's little Nick. Pete's good to see you. Great to be here. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's, let's real quick yes. here. Uh, uh, Pete, what are you drinking? You uh, I'm drinking, I think it's called Bi. B-A-I. It's an antioxidant infusion. And I just learned today <laughs> that Bi is the Mandarin word for pure. So I guess nah. pure. Uh, I had no idea. There you uh, go. Me that sounds, that sounds Chinese good. water. Uh, uh, Artie has a... I have. Uh, you have a very a, small can. Major pussy drink. Uh, White Claw, hard wow. seltzer, ruby grapefruit. <laughs> ruby grapefruit. Those are. It's um. It actually it's it's um it's what Smales likes to judge Smales drinks. I have to it's tell you, it's a fresco. <laughs> it's a fresco <laughs> with alcohol in it. Yes. Wow. Mm. That's, okay, that's well, if, the best kind of fresco to have. If you're labeling <sighs> your drinks as such, mine is even worse. It's a vitamin water, tropical mango. Mm-hmm. I think you guys See, are missing the spirit of the whole. Well, I get it because you still you're going to have the you're going to have the best drink of them all. I understand that. Yeah, gonna, I, you're going to tell us about it in just I'm a so second. Envious, but, envy. But but, but but real quick, and the reason I want to mention this to to Artie, he is at White Claw, is uh, Artie and Pete Dan. I don't know if you knew this. Double dated here yeah. a few days back. And Quad, we quadruple dated. Oh, you quadruple. Oh, well, yes. yeah. No, you took still, technically, it's a double date. Okay, fine. At least by boomer standards, it would be a double date. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, we had our right. wives. We had our wives. With the correct terminology, you went to see uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was supposed to be Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then Santana. Well, we had awesome. a we had a wonderful time. You had, it a, rained. you had a fantastic time. Yeah, it, it rained a little bit, and cool. uh, we had we had uh, we rented chairs and we're sitting out in the lawn. But it was it was so fun. It was like a bucket list thing for me. Nice. I mean, I'd never seen Earth, Wind, and Fire before, and I'd been listening to them since their inception. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had a wonderful time, and and thank God Pete drove because I didn't. I don't yeah. have the patience to deal with traffic. Yeah, it was just awful. 
Pete, you had a good time. I right? had a great time. It's the second time I'd actually seen them. They were better this time. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. And here, I, 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 the only reason I, I, White Claw just inspired this in me is because Karen went to a concert last night at uh, <laughs> the same venue. They have 32 ounce white. Or, yes, or they have jumbo white claws. Yes, but and, and the women that were sitting in front of where we were were pounding them down. They must have had 30 or 40 wow. cans by the time the show was over. And Denise is going, these must be really good because yeah. I gotta have them. So I went out and bought a 12 pack, and now I gotta go buy another 12 pack. And you know they were all teachers. You know they were. I don't have a clue what every they single were, one of them. They all were from the country. A, however, a 32 you could tell. ounce can of white claws. Well, they were sitting on tablecloths. And it's appropriate. Appropriate that I say the word teacher because we are going to meet probably the most unique teacher we've talked to in a long time. Agreed. I have. And kind of cool because Scott's going to always be our very first official guest of Boomers with Beverages. So Dan Davis, please introduce us to your special guest in Alberta, Michigan. Speaking of beverages, I am I am sitting with the man who made my drink in every sense of the word. He's this is my buddy Scott Cubitt, who is the what you call know, head distiller, lead just, distiller, distiller, distiller <laughs> at the brand new Furnace Street Distillery in Alberta, USA, which we would call Alberta, Michigan, but you know, marketing people being what they are, we're in Alberta. So I am having this is a the grass is always greener, made with London dry gin, lime, muddled parsley, basil, and mint. That looks it really is good. Amazing. It looks really it good. Amazing. And I think it's and really, Scott, I think it's interesting you guys have both made that transition from teaching to being a, a love of the drink. <laughs> Which I, think, I don't know that there was ever a transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that explains why you had the best homeroom. Okay, I get it. Exactly. And I get it. Yeah, show show and tell probably a little different in their classrooms, yeah, right? Yeah, now. yeah it's very much different, yes. It was, what did Mr. Cubic yeah, bring? Show and tell was more deposition, if you <laughs> And this is Mr. Cubit with his uh, teacher's aide, Jim Beam. <laughs> and he's, well, and, and so Next this week, is Johnny Walker will be Johnny Walker. Here. There's a few guys you can pick from. <laughs> And he and we also have a. So what is this? So we're uh, drinking a whiskey here that is. Um, it's a malt whiskey that's rye forward. So uh, in the in the grain bill or the mash bill, it's uh, probably about sixty five percent malt, and then about twenty five percent rye, and then it has a little bit of oats in there as well. So give me um, give me give us, a, give us an idea now where this all starts in your head. Sometime I'm guessing several years ago, you're like, I really would love to do this, and. It's not an easy transition, yeah. and it's definitely not easy work because it takes a lot to do this. Yeah, so about eight years ago, um, I really kind of got into this, and um, I almost right now I, I work for a distillery. I'm an employee here, um, and and um, but about eight years ago, I almost opened a distillery with my wife, and uh, I wasn't done with teaching yet. And for one reason or another, we just kind of got cold feet. There were a variety of things that happened, and we backed out of it. Uh, but my passion for it was still there. Um, I, I've done, a, I don't know, a, a 20 workshops on all kinds of different alcohols, uh, everything from absinthe to, you know, um, agave spirits to rum to gin. Um, and then I had a distilling course that I took. And so it's just it's been a it's been an evolution and it's, uh, um, you know, grown. And um, here in the last uh, year, I started working for this company and um, and producing, um, you know, different spirits. Here we produce uh, 
we produce our own whiskey. Uh, we produce, which is young because we're brand new, and you know, whiskey takes time. But we do have a spirit out that's um, it's pretty decent. It is it's very um, good. And um, we are doing rum. We're doing a couple different gins, a premium gin, like a botanical gin, and a London dry. Um, we're doing, eventually by next year, we'll do an agave spirit. Um, and we're doing buck. And let me, um, let, me, let me ask you the question about the agave yeah. spirit. You, you can't call yeah. it tequila, obviously. And why Correct. is that? Why Correct. is that? Um, so there's these, um, you know, it's basically um, people get a, like a patent. It's uh, I can't remember the word. It's like dominion of origin or something like that. And, okay. and basically what happens is it has to be produced in a place. It's like, you know, I could make a single malt whiskey, but I can't call it scotch, even if it's peated, because it's not made in Scotland. Mm. Um, so... You know, it's it's the same with uh, other spirits. You know, Kentucky has Kentucky straight bourbon. Tennessee has Tennessee whiskey. Um, you know, Mexico has um, tequila. And I got so you. Uh, now yeah, just, so we, we have to call it agave spirit. Well, I've heard, that, I've heard that bourbon can be made in other places, and they can call it bourbon. They just can't call it Kentucky straight bourbon. Kentucky bourbon, right. Like, yeah. we make, you know, we will be uh, making a bourbon here. In fact, the malt whiskey that we're drinking is, is kind of, was this idea that I had in my head. I, I was using a malt base, but I, I wanted to do one that was corn forward, one that was rye forward, and one that was wheat forward, and then I was going to blend them and do like a malt bourbon. It was going to be like this redheaded wow. stepchild of bourbon uh, that was based in like malt. So, so what you're um, describing so, is, is what you're describing is your, your deconstructing of, spir- of, of spirits. Is that is yeah, that true? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. That's yeah. what I thought. Like got a bunch of and yeah. you and your son Sam tried to like Sorry. figure out how, what's the recipe for this. Yeah, so I mean, we've you know, in, in coming up with recipes, we kind of take some guesses. I mean, the, the nice thing is the uh, the the man that I work for, the owner of the company, um, has been super you know supportive of letting us try some you know different approaches to things. And um, so far, you know, the stuff we've been tasting has been coming out really good. See, so, I kind of do that, um, though, I, I mean, as because the guys, Pete, Artie, and Dan are, are much more the fans of the spirit, that, uh, the spirits than I am, because I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll definitely want to try like different beers, new beers, and things like that. The deconstructing thing's really interesting to me because the closest I've come to that is when you go to a like a speedway or you go to a gas station and you <laughs> and you hit every one of the fountain drinks and it, get it all in your cup. <laughs> It's called a suicide. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah we call it a suicide at church camp. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So that's well, kind of we, the same have, thing, right? So we have a barrel of that actually that oh, sits no. out in our. And in, 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 in what happens is when we have things that we're like, "Ooh, that's not very good," you know, it gets thrown in that barrel. And, it's, uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, Scott, because. I used to, uh, there used to be a, a Dick Clark's American Bandstand Grill on the north side of Indianapolis. And for about a year and a half, I was their show host. And I ran basically and did a bandstand show every night like Dick Clark. And at the end of the night, and this is going to, some folks that are going to be listening right now to our podcast, Boomers with Beverages, you're going to cringe a tad bit. They would take the drink mat that all the spills would go into <laughs> and put that into a glass. And there, every night somebody would drink it. At Hiram House, they that's call like that a frat party. Milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Scott, that's yeah. crazy. Scott, yeah. so this uh, deconstruction sounds like fairly technical, and there's some chemistry behind there. So if this distillery thing doesn't work out, are these skills transferable? You might be able to open up like a meth lab or something. <laughs> you know, if I had been a chemistry, oh. teacher, I'm looking out I for you, buddy. I've already done that, but yeah. you know, hey, um, no. Uh, 
I, I came from uh, the social studies background in psychology, and I just had a natural uh, affinity, I guess, to alcohol. So, yeah. you know, I kind of went in that direction. Yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate you clarifying. We're not going to yeah. see the show Breaking yeah. Scott anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned that whiskey takes a while. But, yeah. So, yeah. but others, so, like, how fast could I have some vodka? Oh, mm. vodka, you know, you rest it for seven days after you make it, and yeah, it's ready to bottle. How long, yeah. how long does it take to make it? So, oh, vodka, um, I mean, we can, after after grain is fermented, I mean, you can get vodka uh, through a run. Okay. So you start with maybe, you know, 10, 10% alcohol in your wash, and by the time that, you know, you're done, you're looking at up around, you know, 190, you know, okay. for, for, um, for proof. Proof, okay. So, you know, you're, um, but yeah, um, but you, you know, it's, it's all in the right equipment, you know, basically to make that happen. Want to say, uh, say thanks to everybody that's, uh, that's, that, you know, tuning in or what's, what's the proper term for podcast? Not really tuning in, found your favorite platform and found our podcast, uh, boomers with beverages. Thank you again. We're actually, and we'll talk about this on another episode and Scott, you'll love this because Dan will share this with you off mic, but we're finding out our reach worldwide now, how far it's going. It's kind of fascinating with our numbers and everything, which is kind of cool because very much like you, Scott, with what you're doing, it's all about growing it and promoting it and, mm-hmm. and making it better. And that's kind of what, where we're, where we are with, uh, with boomers with beverages. So it's great to have you as our, our first guest. And we're talking with Scott Cubitt up in Alberta, Michigan with our very own Dan Davis, who has been enjoying some vacay time and has been yes, uh, at the furnace street distillery out, he's been out on the water acting as if he's quint mm-hmm. in the movie jaws that's right catching that's some right. catching did. some rather large fish we'll talk about that in a little bit but um, yep. scott where, where do you kind of see things i mean how does this play out for you ultimately what where do you want to be with this well so i shared with um brian the owner of the company um sort of my goals uh early on and i'm looking to, I'm ultimately my goal is to make one of the best rums in the Midwest. I'm an absolute rum fan. Nice. And um, and, and it's going to take some time. Um, and we're working on some different iterations of it. But um, I'm hoping within a couple of years that I have a rum that is um, one of the best in 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 the Midwest and wins golds in the country. Well, you know, that, your suggestion I gave to Dan, and Dan should have already told you this, is that. It would be great if you could call it Boomer's Rum and have our photos on it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll support you 100% in that. And, and I'm also super excited about making some top-end whiskeys. You nice. know, I'm, I'm a brown spirit fan. I always yeah, have yeah. been. I enjoy tequila um, or agave spirit, I guess is what we're going to have to call it, and uh, whiskey and rum. So, yeah. Well, and you – so you were talking – you you know, we got together last Saturday night, and but you were saying – I was wondering, you know – Microbrews have been around for a long time, but distilleries seem to just, I mean, I did a search today. There are 41 distilleries yeah. in the Indianapolis area. Wow. Why are we suddenly seeing all these little distilleries? So one of the big changes in the distilling is somewhere, and I don't know the exact date, but in the last eight or 10 years, the, the government realized that if they lowered the tax per bottle, that they would have far more micro distilleries or small distilleries, and therefore... You know, maybe now you're going to have a, a hundred um, distilleries versus ten distilleries um, paying um, a high dollar price at ten. You're going to have a hundred paying um, in, mm. a smaller price, but you're going to make a lot more money. 
And so they intelligently lowered the price that they taxed per bottle, and it just led to a boom in craft distilling. So you see craft distilleries popping up all over the country. The, the interesting thing is each state's different. So Michigan is a control state, so everything that we sell has to go to the state of Michigan, and then they will decide pricing, and it goes out from there. But recently, as in the last week, the government here in the state of Michigan just said, if we use local grain, we can cut our taxes in half. So, um, you know, per bottle. So, um, you know, there's a woman that is a a maltstress in Empire, which is a half an hour up the road. And she's getting uh, local barley growers in Empire to to grow barley. She's malting. And, um, you know, we're looking at it here in the next, within the next year, starting to pick up her grain. And um, I think it's, you know, it would be great for our, our tax base and it's great for, you know, more local connection for, you know, making alcohol. Well, and that's that's the cool thing, too, is that supporting the local farmers. Right. Sure. That we have. Absolutely. I remember reading, like, in, the reason bourbon is made, moved to Kentucky from, you know, the original 13 colonies was they were trying to, you know, the, the farmers, could they, they grow their grain, they couldn't sell enough. You know, they couldn't sell as much grain as they were producing, so one of the ways they could use the grain is make spirits. But then the taxes got too high, so they fled to Kentucky, which was outside of the jurisdiction, and started making their bourbon. So it's great that you can have local farmers producing their grain. They've got a market for it and all these. I mean, there are, you know, at least two distilleries I'm aware of within 30 miles of where we're sitting. I mean, wow. obviously we're at one, but then there's another one that came up know, about there's, five there's, years ago. Well, there's about well, actually there's... One, two, three, four, five. There's six distilleries within 30 miles of where yeah, we're so, at. So, which is great for the local farmers, and you got, you know, obviously the the service people that you know we got. This place has just opened up; it's already booming. People coming in to get some just amazing. I mean, if if you got a chance to drive yourself up to Alberta, you know, straight up 31. So, so you go to Meridian Street, head north, 300. And, 12 miles. And which way do I turn? Take, a left, turn? take a left on 115. You'll be you'll be right here. What's so, the, there you go. Excuse me, Scott. I, I think I may have missed this, Scott. But what is the name of the the, the the brand name of the product? The distillery name? Oh, the one the one that we're drinking right now. No, the no, product. The name, the name of the distillery. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Furnace Street Distillery. Furnace. What it is, down the hill, um, Alberta used to have a major uh, iron smelting facility here. And we're literally up the hill from what is uh, still the remnants of the old 1860 blast furnace. Very cool. Um, the, The Ann Arbor Rail Company had lines that came in here. And um, they did. This was also where the car ferries worked out of to take, uh, you know, iron ore across the lake um, and and drop it off on the other side. And um, they, they, I mean, they shipped a variety. But Scott, of are, you dis- are you distri- are you distributing this product? No, not yet. Okay. Um, right now, we're um, we just got our feet on the ground for a variety of issues. We we struggled with COVID and and supply chain and the numerous things and. Um, right now, we're looking to build a 60 by 60 production facility off the back in the next year, and then we'll be looking at um, distribution. Yeah. But right now, we're just simply um, looking to be able to fulfill our needs here in the, in the tasting room. Well, I think that's awesome because by the time you go get your national distribution, <laughs> that's, we that's will be on the topic. network. So, boomers will be everywhere. I, I have a, a vodka question here because uh, on occasion, most every day as I'm in my local liquor store <laughs> looking at day. bottles of vodka. 
and uh-huh. and, and I noticed that uh, so some of the brands will say uh, filter three times, four times, five, whatever the number right is. On. Is there any validation to the, the the number of filtrations increasing the quality, or is that just a marketing uh, gig? No, you know there there is. Um, so I don't I don't know about after one filtration, like what the value is of two, three, and four. But we definitely run all of our vodka through charcoal filter, um, and we 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 also when we're making it, we look to make some pretty decent tight cuts. You know, we're cutting out a certain amount of heads and tails to keep it so it's not tasting like kumchaka, um, to make it taste a lot more like Grey Goose. Um, you know, and um, so we're we're doing tighter cuts, and then we're running it through a charcoal filter, and then we're depth filtering it for clarity. Yeah. But you know, if you run it through that filter two, three, four times. Um, then it becomes an issue of expense. It becomes an issue of is how much better does it get? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Technically, it's an experiment we haven't done. Um, but we know we're real happy with the product we're getting. And one pass through the uh, through the charcoal filter and the depth filter seems to do just wonderful. Can you explain head and tail? Because I've found that fascinating. Yeah, so... Um, like, for instance, when you're making any spirit at the beginning, you're going to have your four shots that you have to throw out. It's the stuff that, you know, people talk about making you blind, etc. cetera. Um, and it, it will get you sick. Um, and um, then you, you have a – sorry. And then you throw that out, and then you have a heads cut, um, which um, it depends how deep you go, you know. And then, you, and then when you get into tails, it starts um, – you know, the best description that people use is like wet dog or cardboard. Or you know, yeah, you yeah. funky old smelly socks. Oh yeah, I've tasted you know I've tasted all those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you smelled like so, all those things too, Artie. Thank, thank you, thank you very much. So yeah, when you get into tails, you know, it depends on the spirit. You know, a brown spirit like whiskey, you're gonna want a certain amount of tails. A clean spirit like vodka, you don't want that. I mean, yeah, if I drink you know, enough whiskey, you know, you're gonna... I get a lot of tail. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty good. You can't avoid that with Artie. Well, we're out. just we're we all are commiserating because once again, Scott, our guest Scott Cubit points out that as guys, there are so many good things that we like to enjoy that we've been told will make us go blind. So it's just not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair. It's not right. It's just not right, Scott. It's, it's been uh, it's been a treat to have you on. You you will always be our very first guest on Boomers with Beverages. And you'll come and, back, I hope. Yeah, we we I want oh, you to of course. please yeah, of course. update us on to. the pro on the progress. We want to know as yeah. you move closer yeah. to things. And obviously, you know Dan's going to talk to you too because we, however we can talk you up and stuff, we'd love to do it. And. Awesome. Please send Dan home because I know in another world Dan would never come back from where he is. <laughs> and smuggle some of that stuff out of there so I can share it with us. Bring that cocktail back for us. I'd love to try that. Yes, I, I, sounds I, like dog. I wore my stuff. pants with rubber pockets. That's awesome. <laughs> Scott, Scott Cubitt, thank you so much for sharing. Talking about Furnace Street Distillery, Alberta, Michigan. Like Dan said, straight shot up 31, about just a few miles, right, Dan, from Indy? Yeah, just a few miles. Just keep going. Just keep going. But it's a good drive. Quick, quick six hours on the road, you're here. And uh, for those of you that have been to that part of Michigan, you know it is well worth the drive. Oh, beautiful, is, beautiful yes. part of the world. Scott, we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Hey, thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yeah. I appreciate Thanks that very you. much. You've been listening Appreciate to Boomers it. with Beverages. We're going to keep on here for a few more minutes and, and keep Dan because uh, we want to let him get back to his uh, R&R yeah. with the family. And... Uh, just in case you want to 
send us some information. It would be good to have some suggestions, maybe some thoughts from you. Very easy to do because you just got to go to our website, uh, boomerswithbeverages.com. Our email is bwb at boomerswithbeverages. And you can send us uh, questions, any thoughts you might have about the show. If you've listened to some previous shows, you want to add some stories to that. Did, did I tell you I got an email? Did you? Yes, we did. Not from the IRS. It, it, was, it was one word. Oh. It was one word. I was oh. I was just pissed. I, I looked at it. I said, we got it. finally got an email. And wow. all, all it said was, why? That's all it said. Why in a question mark? Why? why? I don't know what they meant by why. And you didn't respond a, with I did not because? I did not did respond you, did with Did you because, recognize no. the, the name at all? No, or? I did not. You did uh, not. No, it was uh, maybe it's fact, a matter of fact, I'm not going to say the name. Maybe it's a series of emails that you're going to be getting. Why? And the next will be R. You. Why are you? No, I don't Still know. around. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> he just said why. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. Well, on, on that note, I want to give a little shout out to my, my friend Chris in Naples, Florida. He's a, He listens to all the podcasts almost after every one. He'll send me a little text with a comment, yeah. and he's given me a couple of suggestions on topics, but I'll, I'll run by you guys at some point. But uh, well, thanks, great. Chris, and uh, well, we appreciate the feedback. Well, I don't want us to feel inferior here or, or, or like lesser people because we've all got the common bond of stand-up. We've been friends for a long, long time. But, guys, over the last few days, we have definitely been shown up in the world of, uh, of vacationing and, and enjoying oh, yeah. the finer uh, life of Michigan on the lake because Dan, who has been a fisherman for a long time, went out on the water here a few days ago and uh, just about broke some records for the catches that he had out there with his son, Griffin, who I'm sure is having just as much fun as Pops is. So, Dan, give us the details. So you get there, you're out on the boat, and tell it kind of guide us through the day. A shout-out to Captain Eric and his mate Mike on Gold Coast Charters, uh, operating out of Alberta, Michigan. We went out. It was uh, So we did early in the day, so we left 5 a.m., and we caught our first fish, about an 8-pound steelhead trout at 540. And then we got uh, three more lake trout. So we got, and, and my son Griffin caught, they said, Captain Eric said it was the biggest trout, lake trout he'd seen, was uh, 22 and a half pounds. Whoa, whoa. Oh, it's, yeah, it is. And so I actually, I'm, I'm getting, uh, getting it mounted for, uh, uh, you know, the big trophy fish thing. I'm going to see if I can get it to sing the songs like, you know, Billy Bass does. But, you know, that <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the double-edged cruelty of being a large catch with a fish. Not only are you caught and you're killed, but then you get mounted. Dude, so it's like... Exactly, yes. Wow. But, but, and what was wild is there's a, <laughs> there's a fish up here called an alewife, which is like a smelt or a sardine or something. It's not a very big fish. And they brought that thing in, and, and when they were cleaning, which, which is the great thing about with uh, Gold Coast Charters, is they clean and fillet the fish for you. Nice. So they, they cut this 20 pound, 22 pound trout open, and it had like all these little fish in it that it had been eating before we caught it. So well, that's, 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 for vitamins, that's for vitamins yeah. and iron. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It's an, and, Nutrition. Well, actually, Scott, another thing about Scott Cubitt, our guest today, he, uh, I first met him, he was a fishing guy. And uh, my wife hired him, you know, got me for Father's Day a gift of, you know, going fishing with Scott. And but what he was telling me is because of the zebra mussels, which is actually an invasive species. But anyway, fish from Lake Michigan are now healthier than they used to be because the zebra mussels cleaned up a lot of the garbage that was going on in Lake Michigan. Wow. And so fish wow. like the lake trout cool. the, and 
I actually cooked up the lake, the steelhead uh, for dinner last Thursday, and actually we're having lake trout tonight for dinner with uh, some other friends of ours. Well, I, was gonna, the, I was going to ask you about that, how it tasted. Uh, so, oh, oh, it wow. is amazing. It is just so clean. I love trout. So wonderful. And, I mean, maybe I got, well, we ended up with eight packages of four filets, so oh, like my. eight meals. Wow. And, you know, you guys behave yourselves. Maybe we'll grill some fish next time we do a recording. Show. Well, that would be my, great. my halo is working overtime, that dude. Would be great. Let's go. Because <laughs> I, I, I've got to have something <laughs> that, that breaks my Long John Silver's habit. So that's a that's good. Dance this like will. Jim, this, you will never, you have this fish, you will never go back to Long John Silver's. No, I know. It's just got to be incredible. And, and to me, it just uh, as far as where you are in terms of the natural beauty, you, you got to feel like you're, oh, yeah. you're in a little piece of heaven there. And with that, yeah, it's just it, it, it. And like you were saying before, I why go to Florida? This is yeah. you know you can drive here as fast as you can drive to Florida or fly to Florida practically, and it's just you got beaches, you got all kinds of different. I mean, the just it's gorgeous. The you know we're we have a house. You know we're back in the woods and um, the wildlife and the the fishing, the all the kinds of stuff. Hey, it's actually you- a concert going on. We need to do a show up Tonight. there. We need to do a show up there. I mean, a, a comedy show and, and do a and do a and do a comedy. Show. Well, all four of us come up there and sure. do a comedy show at least, and we get paid. I, think we, I, I got a house we can stay. You at. got a house nice. we, can we can stay well, in. We can, we'll do. Yeah, I, you know what? I'll, I'll talk to Scott's boss Brian. We'll set up. We'll do a comedy show from Furnace Street. Yeah, oh, heck yeah, that'd be a blast. But yes, we, yeah. he does know we're expensive, right? So Dan, let so, me. Well, answer, yeah, he's, he's well aware. Uh, Dan, yeah. let me answer your question. Why go to Florida? Because cannabis is legal there. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's legal. Recreational pot is legal in Michigan as well. Ooh, okay. So there you go. But well, and this was—I don't know. This—I thought this was interesting. So we get on the boat on Wednesday morning, and there's a notice that says illegal drink, illegal drugs are not permitted. Well, obviously they're illegal, so why would they be permitted? But the, so I asked the captain about it, and he said that while pot is, le- you know, weed is legal in Michigan, it is not legal in federal territories. So if right. you're out on Lake Michigan and you cross into federal waters, having pot well, is you end up like the yeah, Brittany, what's your name in Russia? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't yeah. do I wouldn't do cannabis on the water anyway. That's That'd dangerous. Yeah, yeah we'll that sounds do. like a great that, name that, for a band. We'll need to get cannabis Pete. on the water. Cannabis on the water. Pete, yeah, we'll have to frisk Pete before we go out on the boat. And I, and I do want to clarify that in Florida, it's uh, uh, cannabis is not legal for recreational uses, but you can get medicinal. And but the bar is very, very low. Yeah, I'm very sick. There you go. Yeah. I'm very sick. Well, and, 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 which is the, yeah, the wild thing is, like in Michigan, I can grow pot. I can buy pot. I can't make my own whiskey. I got to come to Scott Cuban and Furnace Street Distillery to get Bless my whiskey. Bless his heart. Of course you do. Of course you do. It's really good teased stuff. us, man. You've teased us beautifully. Yeah, it's it. awesome, guys. D- Dan, I really yeah. appreciate you sharing your uh, your friend Scott with us, Scott Cubit. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, we're going to keep uh, keep tabs on him, and he's going to stay in touch with us. And uh, can't wait to hear about Absolutely. all the good progress he's going to have. Dan, I'm going to say bye to you, and we'll finish up here. But thank you so much. Get back to that uh, vacation with the family. Y'all be, y'all be safe. And we will see you back. Don't, here. Do, anything, don't do anything stupid. Oh, well, now, he, now he, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Take care, my man. Love you, buddy. Pete Molina, right, good bye-bye. to see you. Thanks, man. Appreciate your uh, uh, contribution to the show again. When, uh, again, when, Pot and Wimbledon, all in one show. You can yeah. check that out. I'm happy. And and uh, we have another double date set up, don't we, uh, Artie? Oh, you're gonna, August, you guys have August another 5th? show coming up? August 5th. August 5th. Yeah. 5th or the 3rd. What are you guys yeah, going to see? Santana's What's... coming back. So he is due back, August well, 5th. Well, that's what we were told. Just him? The band? And well, I don't know. Actor. I don't know. Probably. Probably wow. just him. Maybe the Osmond. Osmond brothers. Osmond. I'm, I'm that or up with people. Oh, would that <laughs> not be good? Up with people. That you meet them so... wherever you go. Sorry. I love when you kick into your Waylon Flowers impression. Yes. That's very good. Hello. Well, Pete, appreciate the Wimbledon update. Thank you for talking about the uh, men's side of the field since we don't know the women's winner. Gentlemen's. The English are very particular. It's the gentlemen's I finals. Are. I know because I remember hearing all the stink about the, the one player that didn't wear white shoes and how they had a fit. I'm wow. like, oh, good lord, folks! Yeah, it's like the NFL. Inter- now inter- right just one last side note, then I'll shut up about tennis. Uh, the the ladies' uh, winner, uh, Elena Rybakina, uh, is actually from Russia. Wow! And but she changed. Uh, Kazakhstan actually gave her money three years ago to help train her. Uh, and Wimbledon banned all the Russian players this year because they didn't want any potential, you know, fallout from that. And Putin taking credit for, you know, his his great sports program. So it kind of backfired on them a little bit. No doubt. She's Elena Rabakina. Exactly. So now Kazakhstan has her and Borat as their two most famous. <laughs> yeah. That's quite the combination. Probably going to put them on the on the national flag here. Welcome, anyway, to, so. welcome to whatever the name of the town is. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. Artie, thanks for sharing hey, the uh, – thanks. I, I, I knew and everybody who listened to the podcast here not too long ago when you were talking about going, we knew you were going to be like a kid in a candy store going to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. So you had a great time. So thanks, for awesome. the, uh, thanks for the book, dude. You're very welcome, man. Yeah, Good little uh, coffee we'll, table we'll, book. We'll, we'll, talk, about, we'll dis- talk about the coffee table we'll, book uh, next show. Discuss. Maybe put it on the website. I'm so. definitely going to put it on the people website. Can enjoy it. People can it. enjoy it there. But do check out the website, boomerswithbeverages.com. We'd love you to drop us an email at bwb at boomerswithbeverages.com. I want to say thank you to Taylor Scott, our behind-the-scenes guy who gets this program everywhere. So if there's a podcast platform, we can thank Taylor for uh, getting us on there. Appreciate that. Good work, Art. Art. Thanks for pushing and turning the knobs, man. Art Baker, our production man, and we appreciate the opportunity to uh, be down here in the basement with Precious. Thank you so much for that. (laughs) And until we uh, discuss uh, more to do with the Boomer age, uh, I'm Jim Burroughs. On behalf of Dan Davis, Pete Molina, Artie Widgery, this has been Boomers with Beverage. for listening to Boomers with Beverages, our recording engineer, Art Baker. Post-production services, Dan Davis. Our theme music, Stitchelton Shuffle by the artist known as Aged White Cheddar. Distribution and showrunner, Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.